The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Could a voluntary St. Patrick's Day alcohol ban discourage street drinking in the capital while crowds gather for tomorrow's parade? Is there too much of a focus on boozing when so much of our and other cultures are being celebrated? And should pubs be responsible for revellers' drinking habits? Well, I'm joined now by Director of the Women's Inspire Network, Samantha Kelly, and by Vincent Jennings, CEO of Convenience Stores and News Agents Association. Good morning and welcome to you both. Now, I'm going to talk to Vincent first of all because uh, Vincent this ban it's it's not a, a ban on every convenience store and off license in the greater Dublin area is it? Good morning Pat um, no it's not a ban at all it's a it's a voluntary agreement to withhold the sales of alcohol for 210 minutes between half past 12 when it's titled to sell and 4 o'clock 4pm 4 and that coincides with the parade and um, it's a family-friendly parade, and we're attempting to be corporately responsible by ensuring that those people, those hundreds of thousands of people who attend the parade um, and can come into our shops, um, they, you know, they can buy whatever they want, enjoy whatever they want, but that they won't have alcohol available mm. to them. So where's the border? Uh, where does this voluntary uh, cessation of sales start and end? I mean, you know, in the Dublin area, are we talking about, you know, the, the when you cross the canals? Are you talking about stopping selling at Stalorgan on the south side, maybe uh, Lucan on the west side, Balbriggan on the north side? Where, where is this voluntary ban effective? Well, I think that the Gardaí have indicated that they would prefer to see it being limited to the, effectively, the, the route of the parade, which is, I think it's um, Stevens Green, Parnell Square, that, that, that type of a general area. And, um, you know, there are about 25, 30 uh, of our premises there. And no doubt there are, you know, considerably more pubs, but in terms of licence, sure. uh, off-licence. We'll sure. talk about their responsibilities yeah. in a moment, but I mean, in terms of the news agents, convenience stores and off-licences yeah. that will close, or rather, uh, off-licences will just not be open, but convenience stores which have alcohol sales, they won't sell alcohol. Uh, do we know exactly who they are? I mean, do they know who they are? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. By now, most certainly, um, they would all know that they have, uh, and they've indicated that they have no difficulty. It's it's being good neighbourly, and as I say, it's only for 210 minutes, three and a half hours. We we will be able to more than sell. I mean, you know, we have loads of products within our stores, uh, between our delis and confectionery and many other things that, that, that people will like and want um, during the day, just not alcohol for that period of time. That's all. Mm. Um, do it's not you, a big sacrifice, Pat. Okay, I was, I was going to ask you that. Do you, do you have a record from previous years as to how? Well, boring? we haven't done it for quite some years. I mean, this year now it's it's taken on a slightly different slant. But we, for the last, I would say, as many as six years, uh, the majority of uh, those of us who are licensed to sell alcohol haven't sold it um, as a response of visits by Gardaí. This was slightly different in that there was a meeting and everything like that. But generally speaking, it's just more or less, uh, it's, it's, we prefer if you didn't sell it during the period during the okay. because uh, there is, has been widespread uh, notice of some levels of public disorder. Uh, and and it's for the Gardaí, we know, to hmm. try to make sure that public order is maintained. And the Dublin County Council also have bylaws relating to public drinking. 
and it's for them to ensure that, that, yeah. that our contribution will be matched by their works. I, I get the impression from you that uh, the, any revenues loss will be more than made up for with sales Without of doubt. sandwiches Without and doubt. ice creams and uh, soft drinks yeah. and yeah. All, all the rest of it. I also get the impression from you that it, it has been, when it used to be common, uh, too much hassle, too much trouble, too much messing. Uh, maybe ID checks and all that, uh, and you've got someone behind the counter who might be uh, of the age of the person who's uh, yeah. proffering the false ID. Yeah, and, and, and to be perfectly honest with you, when you get a literally a gang of people coming in and stealing from you because of alcohol or, or looking for alcohol, it's not worth your while. So it's it's, it's something that we will no doubt not, 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 not feel that we've lost out on anything from this. Mm. Now, the off-licenses uh, just simply won't open their doors, um, but the pubs, uh, and many of them operate uh, a takeout business, uh, do they not? Some of them actually have proper uh, off-license counters within their premises. What happens to those? Well, we don't know. Um, I know that the Licensed Sentinels Association issued a public statement or a statement to say that um, that they weren't taking part. It's a very important day for them, that that, that uh, pubs were part and parcel of St. Patrick's Day and they've almost built it up that we couldn't live without the pubs being open. Um, but we would expect that they would also limit their sale of alcohol to consumption on the premises. And that means within the curtailment of the premises, not outside, not spilling outside, and certainly not for off-license sales. Yeah, a lot of the um, food and alcohol emporia now have outdoor seating areas because of the pandemic. I didn't think that that, that their licence ordinarily lim- mm. uh, is, 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 is curtailed within that. Yeah, but probably not. But uh, custom and practice since the pandemic has uh, has led to that. And in the area around where we are, Marconi House, around uh, the uh, centre city, south centre city, and uh, you know around Camden Street and so on, you see lots of people outdoors having drinks. Yeah. Fade Street, particularly, you can see it all the time. So whether sure, the sure. <laughs> and and look, I mean, nobody wants to be a killjoy. Nobody wants to curtail public enjoyment. You know, and 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 alcohol is in its right place, uh, an important social lubricant. Um, uh, it's just in the context of this, you just would not want there to be one group who would choose to continue to sell alcohol for consumption off the premises yeah. while the others were engaging in a voluntary matter. All right, Vincent, thank you very much for that. Vincent Jennings is the CEO of the Convenience Stores and News Agents Association. Uh, Samantha Kelly is director of Women's Inspire Network, uh, herself uh, 13 years uh, sober. Uh, we've uh, spoken to Samantha before on the programme. Samantha, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Um, I just want to clarify, I'm not the director of Women's Inspire Network. I'm actually gone on my own now. I'm a social media consultant. So just wanted to clarify okay, that. Right. But, uh, okay, <laughs> that's that's in your past, but very... Yes, yes, yeah. yes. All right. Now, but now, thank you. Yeah. Talk to me about uh, the, the whole business of alcohol around St. Patrick's Day. I mean, it's a hardy yeah. annual on this programme and other programmes. People decry the amount of alcohol that will be consumed tomorrow. There'll be people observed leaving their supermarkets with slabs of beer and so on. And in anticipation yeah. of having day-long parties. What say you? Well, I have to say I was involved in Sober St. Patrick's Day, which was a movement in New York um, for two years. Uh, during the pandemic, they couldn't have their event in New York. So I helped them get, do it online. And I was the host here in, in Ireland. And um, it is something I'm passionate about, about that whole alcohol connected to 
St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I think, you know, we have such an opportunity here to show the culture, the scenery, the, the wonderful people we have. And regarding your previous uh, caller, I think it is a good idea about the, I, I can understand the people who actually drink on the streets, Pat, in fairness. Now, normal people will go and have a drink and sit outside and all that stuff. People that go to pubs, I don't think they're actually the problem. It's the people that actually wouldn't be allowed into a pub, maybe might already be barred from a pub or, you know, they are the people who are causing the trouble. It's the same scenario, you know, the usual. There's just that few, that that small few people that that abuse it. And um, even when I was a drinker, um, like I'm 14 years, I'm 15 years sober this year, actually. And even when I was a drinker, I didn't like St. Patrick's Day because I had two young children and I hated going in because it was messy. I certainly would never have gone into Dublin to see the parade. I would have kept it local here in Wexford. And um, I would I would just leave as soon as the parade is finished because it does get messy. So I think it's a good idea. Um, I think the pubs, the pubs is part of the experience. That's why a lot of the tourists come over. Yeah. It's for that experience of the pubs. So I don't think they should have to do it. I think it's just the the off license, the conveniences stores, just for those hours while the parade's on, just to protect the children as well. Like um, the the for years, for the the early years of the state, anyway, uh, for decades and decades, there was no alcohol available on St Patrick's Day. I mean, people used to go to railway stations. They used to go to the dog show uh, to try and get a drink. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there were desperate people, desperate for a drink in those days. But the general population didn't have a drink on that day. Yeah, well, look, it's 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 it doesn't matter how much you limit the alcohol. People will still, even if the convenience stores do this, people, if they want it, they'll get it. They'll find it. They'll get it somewhere. They'll get it in advance or whatever. So I don't think it's going to make any difference, really. It might make a difference to the young person behind the counter on St. Patrick's Day with these gangs coming in, like the gentleman said. Yeah. You know, I think, yes, it will make a difference to the stress levels of the staff uh, and the owners of the premises. I know there was something happened here in Wexford during the week where uh, people went in and robbed bottle of vodka behind the counter and then they proceeded to attack the guy who tried to stop them you know it's so it's like it's the usual you know undesirables that yeah. are causing the hassle not not people yeah. so, so people. in spite of the fact that you have given up alcohol so many years ago um you don't uh, think for example that uh, someone shouldn't be able to go into a pub have a sandwich a bowl of soup and a pint on yeah. saint patrick's day that's normal it's the other yeah. stuff the public order stuff really yeah, exactly. I don't think, I mean, I think I still go into a pub myself. Well, I'm around long enough not for, for it to bother me. Like, I mean, sobriety, like you say, give up alcohol. I didn't give up anything. I gained a wonderful new life because I got rid of what was holding me back and destroying me, you know, and my people around me. So, you know, it's not like I gave up anything as far as I'm concerned. I gained big time. And I think the issue here is, it, it, you know, it, it's like cigarettes or whatever, you know, if you stop, people will find a way, you know, they'll find a way to get it. So I don't think that's necessarily going yeah. to stop them, but I think it will make it easier for the people who yeah. work on St. Patrick's Day. So the the whole idea of this kind of voluntary ban, and it is a, a voluntary ban for these uh, convenience stores and the off licenses, um, it just creates a nicer atmosphere around uh, Dublin City, at least for the hours of the parade when the families are predominantly yeah. in the city centre. And then after that, <laughs> the mayhem begins. 
Exactly. And people know this so they can either choose. People have choice. They can choose to stay around for the mayhem or they can just get on the bus or get, you know, go home, you know. And, um, you know, for me, it was always I brought the kids into the parade and then we'd have something to eat and then we'd go home. You know, so yeah. so th- that whole thing of associating uh, alcohol and St. Patrick's Day. I mean, even as I say, when drinking was banned, people found a way and there was oh, like people took boats to the Isle of Man to be able to <laughs> drink on board. I mean, people did extraordinary things uh, just to get a, a, a drink. That association of Ireland, St. Patrick's mm. Day and alcohol, it doesn't seem as if that link can easily be broken in the public mind. Oh, it's, it's, it frustrates me a lot. Um, you know, anytime I'm speaking at a conference in, in a different country, they always say, oh, you're Irish. You must love uh, Guinness and whiskey. And, and then I go into a whole rigmarole about, you know, well, no, actually, you know, I'm, I'm sober. I don't actually drink, you know, so I'd rather be highlighting, you know, like we have the music, we have the, the culture, we have the beautiful scenery and the people. You know, we, we're brilliant people. We are friendly people. And, you know, we so many tourists that come here for that experience. So um, it's not about the drink. They'll sit a- around a pint for three hours. You know, they, they, they're not like us. <laughs> like they'll go and they'll sit and just get the atmosphere. Yeah, you know? I, so, I, I remember some of the publicans years ago used to complain. Um, they'd go into O'Donoghue's pub, for example, for the music. They'd buy a, a, a glass of beer, be it Guinness <laughs> or Smithix or whatever it was, and it would sit there. <laughs> untouched for two or three hours and the public and going mad. Uh, it's funny. And, and I did that when I worked in, I lived in Hong Kong once and I remember working in an Irish pub there and I couldn't, as someone who was a drinker, I couldn't understand that. I was like, why are they not drinking the drink? Like I would have lashed it back, like, you know, so it is funny. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, what do you think of the zero alcohol drinks? I mean, would you ever be tempted by those? No. Or, no. No, because that's still the same act, you know, putting it in the glass, you know, these fancy big glasses for the gin that are out. You know, I wouldn't even get a drink in one of them because I'm kind of mimicking old actions and old habits. So I wouldn't and I wouldn't recommend anyone who is listening that is, you know, has stopped drinking. Stay away from the zero. There's no point in getting the same taste. It's still going to trigger that thought and that habit in your head, you know, Um, but I stay away from that altogether. Yeah. Well, yeah, I believe that those zero drinks are really for um, the drivers or people who've had a couple of pints and then want to stop drinking uh, with a view to feeling fine tomorrow morning, that kind of thing. Anyway, Samantha, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, That's uh, Samantha Kelly. By the way, Samantha, how would uh, you like us to introduce you the next time? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it's just a, um, the social media consultant. Thank you. Thanks social so media <laughs> consultant will do yes. uh, next time around. Samantha Kelly, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.